right, go ahead, Brother Ben. This is just cat meeting. Yeah, it's cat meeting. I'm glad tonight that I'm sanctified. I have a good experience. Converted and sanctified. I get up all for Jesus and the Holy Ghost abides. It's a good experience. We were singing that song long ago when but a boy at old camp meeting time. You know, it's been, it's been longer ago than I like to think when I was just a lad walking around these places around here on this property. And Lee and I would, would hide a, a spare tire, a rubber a tire, you know, and we could have it for the next camp meet where we could have it to play with when we were just kids together. And, and then 34 years ago this day, I believe it was, on August the 8th, 1949 I did the best thing I ever did do I took off that old robe and I put on the new 34 years I've been served the Lord and it's richer fuller deeper Jesus love is sweeter just sweeter as the years go by I ask the saints of God to pray that uh, the word of God will have free course. We have a lot of lost people on the campground. That I believe they came here for the purpose of seeking and finding the Lord. And most of them have not made a start yet. But may you realize that now is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. And if you hear his voice, I pray you don't harden your heart. Come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in your time of need. For our God says, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly at heart, and ye shall find rest to your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I don't feel like I need any introduction to you folks. Most of you know me. I appreciate being a part of the family of God. I appreciate the love that I feel in my heart for sanctified people, for the support and the prayers and the, uh, the help you've been to me all the way through my life. It's been a beautiful life, free from all kinds of strife, for Jesus is dwelling within. Well, my time is already gone, just about. They told me to start a quarter after, and they used to allot you about 20 or 25 minutes, so I'm almost on borrowed time. But one of the last things my wife told me as I walked out the door, she says, Ben, be short. So maybe, maybe we'll, we'll try to obey our, our wife. But we've got something we want the world to know about. We found the pearl of great price. We found something that will deliver you from sin and Satan and will cause you to live holy from this, from the time you get it until all through eternity. And we want to tell you about it. So many people, so many people say it's just impossible to live without sin. They say it's just not a possibility to have a, a, a pure heart, a clean heart, where that you can live holy while in this life. But we're here contending that holiness is what we've got to have without which no man shall see the Lord. The Lord is calling for a holy life. Short of it, you'll miss heaven. Is that right? You hear a lot of people say, well, I just can't live without sin. 
true statement. Another statement you hear says you must live without sin. Another true statement. Sound contradictory, don't But what you've got to have is a change made in your life. It's not in man that walketh to direct his steps the way a man is not in himself. Every one of us when we get up to the age of accountability, we find something in our hearts, in our beings, that causes us to go against God, to ca causes us to sin against God. Right. And it's an impossibility to live a holy life in that state. And when you make a statement with a carnal mind in your very being that I can't help but sin, you're telling the truth. You're telling the truth. But there's a way out. There is deliverance. We want to tell you some good news here tonight. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the opening of prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to point unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they might be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. That he may be glorified. Good news. Good tidings, folks. You know, Jesus went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. As his custom was. He believed in going to church. It's good to go to church. Isn't it? He opened up the book of Isaiah. He turned over to the 61st chapter. He read those very words. Those very words he read there in that synagogue of Jews. And when they sat down, they all looked at him. Every eye was just looking at him. He said, this day, <laughs> this day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. Jesus is the way, folks. Yeah, right. Jesus is your deliverer. Yeah. Jesus will give you freedom from bondage. Right. He'll deliver you out of the clutches of Satan. Yeah. He'll change your life and make it anew. Yeah. That's what our God can do. I don't think we, we quite analyze enough the significance of the, the Scripture. They that are in Christ are new creatures. Yes, are new creatures. You, you know what a creation is? That's what God did in the beginning. He created the heavens and the earth. They, they just weren't there before. They just, just weren't there. And when God gets a hold of your life, when He comes in and puts His Spirit into your heart and life, He makes something there that was never there before. They that are in Christ are new creatures. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things become new. And you can sing that song from the bottom of your heart. What a wonderful change in my life that's been wrought since Jesus came into my heart. We're talking about deliverance from bondage. We're talking about letting the oppressed go free. We're talking about something that would deliver you from the clutches of Satan and cause you to live holy upon this life. Beautiful change, isn't it? Let me read that again. To give unto them beauty for ashes. And you can ask any sanctified person in this building tonight. And they'll say, that's right. 
That's what happened. Oh, it's so wonderful. We, we just can't tell you how good it is. What a wonderful thing it is to have the indwelling of the Spirit of God to lead you from day to day. Beauty for ashes. The old joy for mourning. The government of praise for the Spirit of heaven is that you might be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. Now that is the way it is. We're not sufficient of ourselves not at all. to think anything as of ourselves. But our sufficiency is of God. We ourselves were sometimes disobedient, deceived, serving divers' lust and pleasure, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. All of us. All of sin to come short of the glory of God. But after that... But after that, the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy. He saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost, which He shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Lord. Folks, there's deliverance. There's way out. There is freedom from sin. There is deliverance from the old clutches of the devil so that you can live a life free from his control. He is a powerful being. We'll readily admit that. And if you don't get another spirit, another nature within your very being, you can't help but see. You can try. So many people turn over new resolutions. They make up in their mind that they're going to do better. But you know what happens? They find another law in their members. <laughs> Warring against the law of their mind. It just, it just does that. Yeah. And brings them into captivity to the law of sin that's in their members. Right. And they find out they're a wretched man. Yeah. But who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Yeah. I thank God through Jesus Christ, that's how our is. Lord. Right. As Jesus spoke these words, many believed on him. Yeah. Then, when Jesus, then said Jesus to those Jews which have believed on him, if you continue in my word... Then are ye my disciples indeed. Yes. Now that's, it takes that. Yeah. After you get the Spirit of God, you must live holy. Yes. That's right. That's right. You must continue in my word. And ye shall know the truth. Yeah. And the truth shall make you free. Yes. What is the truth? That's what Paul asked Jesus. Then he turn around and didn't even get an answer. He got an answer. But Jesus says, I am the truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man goes unto the Father except by me. Now the only way you'll find freedom is to find Jesus. He that hath the Son hath life. But he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Your only salvation is Jesus on the inside. They answered him, we be Abraham's seed. And we're never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? They thought they were free born. But we're all born in sin. And shapen in iniquity. For as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death is passed upon all men. Because all have sinned. So we can't be self-righteous. The scripture tells us all of our righteousness is as filthy rags. That's just you know, any of our self-righteousness. But we've got to get this righteousness by faith through the blood of Jesus Christ. 
Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is a servant of sin. Simple as that. The Lord's calling for more than that. It says over there in little John, He that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the beginning. And for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. He that is born of God doth not commit sin. For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. Whosoever committeth sin is a servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. If the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Does that sound all right? The Lord can get a hold of your life. He can change you from darkness to light. From the power of Satan to the power of God. That's what the Lord can do for you. And for you. And for you. And for whosoever will. To take the water of life free. You must be born again. That's as simple as that. Just like he told Nicodemus. You must be born again. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. It's carnal. As long as you have that carnal mind, you're going to have carnal desires. You're going to want to do carnal things. You're going to find out that you're enmity against God. You're not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. But we can tell you that the law of the spirit of life can make you free from that law of sin and death. Whom the Son therefore shall make you... Whom the Son therefore... Let me read it. I can't even get it straight. I can't. If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free. Indeed. And that's what we're talking about, folks. We're talking about freedom. We're talking about a way out from the clutches of sin. Not our willpower. Not our strength. Not our goodness. Nothing that we have done that could cause us to merit what the Lord has done for us. But it's all through the mercy and grace of God. All through the mercy and grace of God. For it by one man's disobedience many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, bless the Lord, where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Isn't it wonderful for the unmerited favor of God? That's our salvation, folks. By grace you are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not a works lest any man should boast. We sing a song, no good that I have done. His promise I embraced. Accepted in his son, he saved me by his grace. Where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. What shall we say thee? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Very, very prevalent doctrine across the world today. They say the grace of God will take care of you, but you must continue in sin. You must continue sinning on your sinning ways. But listen what the Word of God says. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Folks, the Lord is calling for a holy life. 
Come out from among them, be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not you unclean, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you. And you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? We want to get all this figured out here tonight. You know, Scripture says, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and in sins. Here he says, How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? All right, let's take a little scripture. It says, I am crucified. That's, that means you're dead. I am crucified with Christ. That's what it means. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God if righteousness come by the law. Then Christ is dead in vain. But there was not a law given. There was not a law given that could bring life. But the bringing in of a better hope did. Thank the Lord for Jesus. He gave his life. That we might have life. And that we might have it more abundantly. We must die out to sin. We must die out to carnality. We must crucify the old man with all of his deeds and put on Jesus, put on this new man which after, which after God has created in righteousness and true holiness. That's what we've got to put on when we put off the old man. We've got to crucify the old man with all of his deeds. We're dead to the world, but we're alive to God. And that calls you to live free from sin. That's what the scripture says. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us, as we're baptized into Jesus Christ, we're baptized into his death. Right. Yes. If you're going to heaven, there's a Calvary between you and heaven tonight. We all know the story. It's a beautiful story. And it brings tears to my eyes when I read it, how that Jesus went. In that garden of Gethsemane. Yes. Sweat as it was, great drops of blood. <coughs> Lord, if it be if, it, if it be willing, let this cup pass. Yes. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. He was our salvation. He was the supreme sacrifice. He was the one that gave his life for us. But we also must present our bodies. A living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable unto the Lord, which is our reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And we know what that is, even our sanctification. And so we must be baptized into his death. We must die out. We sing a song, all my plans, ambitions, wishes at his feet and ashes light. We had to come to the Lord and say, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. I'm yours. I'm making a total commitment. My life is yours. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll say what you want me to say. I'll go where you want me to go, and I'll just be what you want me to be. If you don't reach that point, you won't make it. If you come to the Lord and have it all admit up in your mind what a, a great person you're going to be and how you're going to accomplish a lot of things and, and how wonderful you're going to be, you'll never make it. 
by humility and the fear of the Lord is how you'll make it through this life. We must realize that we're not sufficient, that we can't make it on our own, but we must have the Lord. Clock goes right on around. Don't worry about your clock. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Sounds all right, doesn't it? I'll tell you what, I love this scripture. It just tells what happens to you when you get sanctified. You just become a totally new creature, just like I said. You walk in newness of life. You have different desires. You have different thoughts. You have different actions. You have different desires. Everything about you has changed. And you get a hold of the Spirit of the Lord. You know, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing to yourself. You can hear it. You talk to someone who's recently sanctified. It's hard to believe that the Lord can change you as much as he can unless you taste and see for yourself. That's the reason so many people say, oh, I just, I, it's all right for you, but I just can't do that. I just, I just can't, can't live that kind of life. I just, I'm just not that kind of a person. Well, we, we ourselves were just like that one time. But the Lord got a hold of us. That's what's the matter with us. The Lord got a hold of us. He changed us. He put a new nature in our heart. Whereby giving us exceeding great and precious promises. That by these promises, you might be partakers of divine nature. Having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. That's what's happened to us. It just becomes a natural thing to do things that are right. Being led by the nature of God. That's how it makes it so easy and so simple. The world tries to complicate it and make all kind of laws and rules and regulations and all trying to make people do what's right. But the only way a person's going to live holy is to get it in his heart. So it is in our church. We can make all kind of rules and regulations and, and all, but, but unless a person gets the Spirit of God in their heart, they're not going to live holy. But the Spirit of God will cause you to, to live holy. So we shall walk in newness of life. I'm going to skip on down. I was planning on reading this whole chapter. God be thanked ye were the service of sin. But ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. But then being then made free from... over you for ye are not under the law but under grace what then shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace God forbid know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves service to obey his servants ye are to whom ye obey whether sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness but God be thanked that ye were the service of sin but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine that was delivered unto you being then made free from sin he became the servants of righteousness I speak after manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh for ye have yielded your members service to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity even so now yield your members as servants to righteousness unto holiness. Make a change. Turn around. Turn around. You're going the wrong way. Now, yield your members, service to righteousness, unto holiness. For when you were the service of sin, you were free from righteousness. You can't do both. 
You can't be a servant of the devil and a servant of the Lord at the same time. You're right or wrong. You're good or bad. There's no halfway between. You're either serving the devil of your soul tonight or you're serving the Lord. You're either living holy or you're living a sinner. The Word of God. What fruit have you then in those things wherever you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now. Now being made free from sin and become servants to God. Isn't that wonderful? You have your fruit unto holiness. And the end, everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death. Still death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Don't you want to go? Don't you want to go? I know everyone. How many in this house tonight want to go to heaven? How many? Bless the Lord. You who don't have the Spirit of God, your only hope is to seek the Lord while He may be found. You call upon Him while He is near. Let the wicked forsake His ways, the unrighteous man His thoughts. Let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon you. To our God, for he will abundantly pardon you. That's our God. So merciful, so compassionate, so willing to forgive you. If we confess our sins, he's just faithful and just. To forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. How many here will raise their hand asking the saints of God to pray for you? Bless the Lord. Lord bless. Lord bless. Now, we want everybody here that raised their hand to come up here to the altar. There's no better time than right now. That's one little disappointment I've had about this cat meeting. We haven't had enough people seeking the Lord. But maybe we can change that tonight. It's time to get in a hurry about your soul. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. Let's all stand and sing a song of invitation. And all of you, come on, let's seek the Lord.